0: Hello, we are the Kim Kids. And the scripture reading for today comes from John chapter 20, verses 11 to 18. This is the reading of God's word. But Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus's body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said. I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize it was Jesus. Woman, he said, Why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, please tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to tell my brothers, and tell them I am returning to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord, She told, and she told them that he had said these things to her. This is the world. This is the The word of the the Lord. Lord. Uh, Well, again, uh, happy Easter, everyone. Uh, So glad you could join us today as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus together as a church. Uh, I know that we're in a season right now where celebrating anything seems somewhat inappropriate. You know, I was talking to a good friend this past week who just had a baby, and he was telling me that uh, he feels bad about posting about her because he feels like he's being tone deaf. And I was like, you just had your first child. For many people, it's the most important moment of their entire lives. I said, if anything, I would love to see some good news on my feed for a change. And so it's not that we ignore or set aside the horrible things that are happening in our world right now. Um, You know, the ongoing hatred and violence toward people of color, most recently Asian-Americans. Uh, obviously the continued division in our country and in the church around issues of politics and culture, uh, a pandemic that has still not gone away. Uh, It's not that we're disregarding these things. Uh, I believe celebrating the resurrection is actually a form of active resistance that refuses to allow these things to have the final word over our lives. This morning, I'm reminded of Paul's words in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 when he says, We are hard-pressed on every side but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. Man, that resonates with me so deeply today. You know, this idea that being a follower of Jesus doesn't mean we ignore pain and death and oppression In fact, it's precisely because we follow a crucified Jesus that we should be the least surprised by the brokenness of our world. Paul says we carry around in our body the death of Jesus. But in that same way, he also says we carry around in our bodies his resurrected life as well. And I think when we truly begin to grasp this reality, the phrase he is risen becomes more than just another religious cliche, but in fact the most powerful source of comfort and hope we can cling to in the midst of these trying times. You know, I think it's so interesting how John presents this scene we're looking at today in front of the empty tomb. You know, the first thing we read is that Mary stood outside the tomb crying. In fact, Mary doesn't even recognize Jesus when he first appears. She thinks he's the gardener. Which to me, uh, always makes me laugh every time I read this passage because why would you include that detail in this story? You know, it takes all the epicness out of this scene that's supposed to be the climactic moment in human history when Christ is risen, but you have Mary who literally thinks the savior of the world is a gardener. And John decides to keep that awkward detail in there as if to show us that the resurrected Christ comes to us not in this grandiose fashion, but he comes to us in the messiness of our lives, in our sorrow, in our doubt, and even our unbelief. Jesus doesn't look at Mary and say, Are you serious? You thought I was a gardener? You don't recognize who I am? No, it says, he just calls her by her name, Mary. You know, today, I suspect that many of us tuning in resonate deeply with this image of Mary standing there weeping outside the tomb. We're asking, where did Jesus go? We look around at the state of our world and we say, where are you, God, when we need you the most? And even when God does show up, let's be honest, most of us can't even recognize his face. We're so busy looking for Jesus in the midst of our pain that we often don't realize he's been standing right next to us the entire time. You know, I don't know if it's because I'm getting old and my wife will confirm this. Uh, Half the time I'm looking for my wallet or my keys these days, I'm literally holding them in my hand as I'm flipping my entire house upside down. And I think in the same way, sometimes when we're frantically searching for answers, when we're upset and angry with God, when it seems like He's nowhere to be found, we often don't realize that He's standing right next to us. And here's the amazing thing. Even when we fail to see him, even when we fail to recognize his face, Jesus doesn't scold us. He doesn't abandon us. He doesn't condemn us. He pursues us. And so if you're here today and you feel particularly lost or confused or angry, I want you to know that you are the very person Jesus is seeking. Luke 19.10 says, The Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. And this morning, uh, I wanna use this story to try to answer three big questions for us. Number one, why does the resurrection matter? Two, who is the resurrection for? And number three, what does a resurrected life look like? Why does the resurrection matter? Who is the resurrection for? And what does a resurrected life look like? Okay, number one, why does the resurrection matter? Why does the fact that a man uh, rose from the dead some 2,000 years ago matter to us now in 2021? And it matters because it addresses our deepest fear, the fear of death. You know, Ernest Becker wrote a great book back in the 70s called The Denial of Death. And the entire premise of the book is this idea that everything we do in this life, everything we struggle with, every decision we make, whether we want to admit it or not, is driven by a profound fear of death. It's the fundamental problem of humanity, this idea that we're all dying and will die at some point in time. For some of us, it'll be a slow decline. For some, it will be by disease or a freak accident. And I know this is not what you want to hear on Easter Sunday, but it's true. Nobody escapes death. The world will try to convince you to ignore it, to just live your life as though you're invincible, to store up wealth and fame for yourself as though these things are forever. But when all is said and done, the Bible says you are dust and to dust you will return. And if you don't believe me that this is the fundamental issue of our humanity, think about how you would approach your life if you knew you were dying tomorrow. I guarantee you everything would be different. I guarantee you that your work meeting wouldn't take priority over your kids. I guarantee you that the things that keep you up at night and the things that are giving you so much anxiety right now would seem so trivial. Everything looks small in the face of death. Petty grudges you've held onto for years, past regrets and disappointments, they all get put in their proper place when death comes knocking at your door, and when that time